Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back here to a brand new episode of the show. Happy Tuesday all across Broncos country from the South Stands to the end zone. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team. Every day, folks. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Denver Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network, also content director, ProFootballNetwork.com. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there at Pepsi. And this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day. Become a member of the League of Football Watchers, these passionate fans of the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Ladies and gentlemen, you can also get this podcast every single day on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify. We are here for you every single day. And be sure to follow us on social media at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on Facebook for daily Broncos content and access to the podcast. But with that said, folks, on today's episode of the show, we're going to hear from Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. He met with the media yesterday to talk about the team after New England and also talk about their preparation coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Broncos' first divisional game of the 2020 NFL season. Plus, it is Tuesday, so you know what that means, Twitter Tuesday. We get to your listener questions, and we dive into some of the deeper topics that Broncos country has regarding this Denver Broncos football team all in today's jam-packed episode of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick things off right here, right now. We heard from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio 24 hours after the Denver Broncos came out on top in an 18-12 victory at Gillette Stadium against the New England Patriots led by Cam Newton. Now the focus it shifts to the Kansas City Chiefs who come to town this Sunday in a short week for them at Empower Field at Mile High. And one of the things that Vic Fangio first touched on was the injury status of several players like Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, and AJ Boye. Could they make their return this week when the Broncos play the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, this week there'll be a chance uh, for Fant. There'll be a chance for uh, Hamler. There'll be a chance for Bouye. I think those are the main ones from last week that didn't partake. Um, yesterday's injuries, they're still doing the work on Dalton and Spencer. You know, we have to have, hope to have more of a confirmation later today on both of them. Both of them may miss or may not miss right now, but we really have inconclusive information at this point. For the Broncos this week, it would be advantageous to them to be able to get guys like K.J. Hamler back, Noel Fan on the offensive side of the ball, and A.J. Boye, and obviously monitoring the status of Dalton Reisner, who I think is a very important part of their offensive line despite some of his struggles this season. But in terms of K.J. Hamler, here's the issue that I think poses for the Kansas City Chiefs defense if he does play. They haven't had a lot of film on him, minus the Pittsburgh Steelers game, a little bit of the Jets game. You can't really get a definitive angle on a guy like K.J. Hamler, but his speed element alone, it's either the Kansas City Chiefs are going to respect it and they're going to play deep, which is going to create opportunities underneath for guys like Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, running backs out of the backfield, and even the tight ends, whether it be Albert O or even uh, Noah Fant, if he does return in this regard there. And if they don't respect it, then it's an opportunity for KJ Hamler to be able to make a play downfield deep. Drew Locke and the Broncos, they came out and they threw the deep ball nine times 
against the New England Patriots, and there were several drops there. So the accuracy overall from Drew Locke was really good against the New England Patriots on Sunday. The deep ball is there, but now the Broncos have to kind of keep their their game plan in a sense where they don't just take deep shots. they got to work on the short to intermediate passing. I think that's something that the Chiefs are going to pr- prepare for. I think they're going to prepare for the deep shot, and you got to be able to make those opportunities coming on crossing patterns deep over routes, getting to the sticks. You have to convert manageable situations. Uh, one of the other things that Vic Fangio was asked was, what is it that they can expect when facing a team like Kansas City? Now, keep in mind, in 2019, the Broncos didn't really compete at all with them. They they were outscored 53-9 to in two losses in 2019, one of those being a blizzard game. So we really didn't get to see, I think, a, a real Drew Locke versus Patrick Mahomes type matchup, I think, that any of us had hoped for. And maybe this is going to be the, the first opportunity we get to see of maybe these dueling quarterbacks and looking at the, the the game in itself, I think quarterback play is going to be big. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do. Can Drew Locke match or can Drew Locke just play his own game? Can he reduce some of the mistakes? Can they convert on short third down situations? Can he avoid pressure? Because Kansas City will send a lot of it. They'll especially blitz Tyron Matthew. Can he avoid it? So what can the Broncos expect when facing this Kansas City team on Sunday, especially on a short week? Well, right now, I mean, he's got such a Star Wars offense over there. A lot of weapons. A lot of speed and a great, great quarterback who's operating this offense at a very, very high level. He's very hard to sack. He's very, he doesn't throw interceptions or very rarely does. Um, you know, the guy's at the top of his game. And for the Broncos this week, it's going to be a little different because Patrick Mahomes is not like Cam Newton. Cam Newton can't throw the ball really accurately while running. Patrick Mahomes, not only is he versatile, he can hurt you with his legs if you don't keep outside contain, but even if you go to contain him and he's in the threshold behind the line of scrimmage, he can throw on the run really well. And he does a lot of things unorthodox because he has a big arm. He throws across his body. The Broncos coverage has to be great this week. And the Broncos discipline on the edge of the line of scrimmage and on the interior, not getting too far upfield if you're a passer rusher on the defensive interior because he's just going to slip underneath. I'm intrigued to see how the Broncos will utilize their defensive interior and the coverage guys that they have on the back end to create a game plan to maybe go against this Kansas City Chiefs team. Look, they uh, they can move the ball ease. They can score points at any given moment. And even if you have a 10-point lead, you can't really play with the mentality as if you're going to bend but not break because Kansas City, as capable as they are, they can hit the big play at any moment. So for the Broncos, it's going to be interesting how they match up with all the weapons this week. I know it's something we're going to be monitoring here and we're going to get into that as well later on this week when we get to our crossover Thursday with Ryan Tracy of the Lockdown Chiefs podcast but in terms of shifting our focus here offensively as well in terms of weapons Broncos got acclimated a little bit with Albert Okwebunam on Sunday against the New England Patriots two catches 45 yards what were Vic Fangio's thoughts on Albert O's performance in this game well I I was pleased with uh, some of Albert's play yesterday made some two nice catches ran with it good after especially on the one um, I think it was a good, good first outing for him. You know, something that he can build upon. There's some other plays that he would like to have over. I'd like to see him come up with one or two of those balls that were thrown his way. But uh, we're we're highly encouraged by him. I think it was a good start, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep him active. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out here. Drew Locke was able to find our O on a key third down play in that first quarter. But one of the issues of the Broncos offense in the New England game was third down conversion. That's been a big issue for them this season. Vic Fangio wanted to touch on a little bit about why the struggles are happening for the Broncos offensively when they're in the red zone. Also, it's a big issue that's translated to third down. The Broncos were 4 of 14 for only 29% on third down conversions against New England on Sunday. They're going to have to convert that into more manageable situations. And they're going to have to take advantage of some of the short yardage opportunities 
opportunities and convert them, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio? Well, I mean, the easy answer is we just weren't able to convert on third down, but your first and second down plays play a lot into your third down plays. And uh, we just we weren't having many successful plays. We did have a couple good runs for four yards apiece in one, in one drive, got it to third and two, didn't make it. You know, we need we need to be better at third and two to three. We haven't been good at that all year, really, statistically, as you compare it to the league. So, you know, I think third down is a big thing, but we need to make sure we're getting manageable third downs. And when we are, we need to convert them better. As I mentioned, only 29% against the New England Patriots. You can't have that type of formula against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with the offense that they have. Your best bet is to be able to keep Patrick Mahomes off the football field. So for the Broncos, that's part of their game plan this week as they prepare for Kansas City. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into Twitter Tuesday. We're going to answer your listener questions on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Some important questions about how the Broncos can match up with Kansas City. Coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, i got to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there at Pepsi and sportsbetting.com. But with Pepsi, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, the Broncos and the Chiefs do battle this Sunday in Powerfield at Mile High, and Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, because these passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi is made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. You can go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi and our good friends over there sportsbetting.com the Broncos and the Chiefs as I mentioned they kick off this weekend in Powerfield a mile high and if you want to put some money on a Broncos upset we'll go to sportsbetting.com because they are now live and taking action in the box state of Colorado sportsbetting.com is passionate about sports and the authority on sports betting with their own in-house bookmakers sportsbetting.com is known for their sharp odds and low juice that means the best prices for you. And new players get a welcome bonus, a 100% risk-free week of sports betting up to $500. Sportsbetting.com offers no hassle bonuses with just a one-time playthrough. So take advantage of their NFL touchdown promotions with can't-lose offers on first touchdown pass. So get your action on at the home of sports betting. That's sportsbetting.com backslash Lockdown Broncos. All right, Broncos country here on this Tuesday, you know what we like to do. We like to go to Twitter. We like to get your feedback. We like to answer your questions because you matter to the show. We love interacting with Broncos country. And we're going to go through this on Twitter Tuesday. Just a quick reminder, you can get Lockdown Broncos though every single day in your favorite podcast provider. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button right now or follow us on Spotify as well. And if you're a new listener of the show, welcome to the show. Hopefully we can keep you here long-term Lockdown Broncos daily objective coverage here on the Locked On NFL Network. And if you're an avid listener already, appreciate you guys rocking with us every single day. So let's get into some of our questions here. Twitter Tuesday. First one's going to come in from Greg Hunt. He says, the offensive unit is a work in progress. Are there open receivers underneath on third and short or short yardage plays? Brett Rippon seemed to hit these a lot better. There's always going to be an open guy at some point. You have to factor in, and, and I'm waiting for the All-22 film to come out from this game to be able to go back more in depth. But there were times where Drew Locke would roll out to his right. There was a play where he found Jerry Judy for 16 yards in tight contested coverage in terms of delta coverage, safety over the top, a trailing backer playing zone in that middle hook, and then a corner on the outside 
Jerry Judy did a good job of sitting on that third down, and then Drew Locke just fired in. Tim Patrick had a big third down catch as well in the middle of the field, not to mention a big third down catch down the right sideline twice. He had two of those types of plays in Sunday's win against the New England Patriots. The Broncos just, I think, have to find a way to get more plays going across the middle. Albert Okwebunam, Drew Locke found him as well. There's open guys. It's just about identifying, do you want to get a quick pass, right? If it's a passing play, is it going to be a three-step drop? Usually if it is, it's a quick pass. Is it a one-step drop? Is it a five-step drop? You know, five-step drops usually mean a deep throw. I don't think the Broncos would like to do that in terms of dropping five steps back just to launch a deep on third and one, third and two, even though we've seen them take some deep shots on third down. You have to make better of those manageable situations, and I, I don't think that taking a shot down deep on third and two, third and one is a great play. You do that on second and one or second and two because then third down you can run it in a shorter, manageable situation. And that's something I'd like the Broncos to work on, and that's something that Vic Fangio believes that Denver needs to work on as well. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a work in progress, and I think really not having Cortland Sutton, that's a big blow. Not having Noah Fant was a big blow, and really not having the speed threat that K.J. Hamler produces, that's a blow because now teams are playing a little bit bit tighter they're playing about an average about five yards of cushion on Jerry Judy and they're trying to really lock him and there were a couple times he broke some ankles was open but he wasn't the intended target on the throw so it's going to come they're a work in progress as you mentioned Greg but it's going to come eventually the next one comes from no comment 1888 he says do you think that Jerry Judy can have his first 100 yard game of his career this week you know it's going to be tough I think anytime you, you talk about a 100 yard game there's a m- multitude of factors depending on coverage depending on quarterback throw depending on ball placement depending on the route ran. I think Jerry Judy eventually is going to have one of those games where he has yet another deep throw. I imagine it could be this week against Kansas City. We didn't really see that though. Any kind of deep shots for Jerry Judy against the New England Patriots. Now there was that kind of deep post route uh, in the back of the end zone that Drew Locke kind of fired a little over high because there was pressure in his face. That was early on, but really the NFL defines the deep ball as 20 plus yards. So we only saw, I think, one attempt and that was that deep post pattern uh, in the goal line that you know was a little bit high above Jerry Judy's head. So there was that that counts but I imagine that one of these days I don't know if it's going to be against Kansas City it could be where he does have his first 100 yard game but I look at other things that Jerry Judy's doing he's blocking in the run game he is getting open and quarterbacks got to find him at times to be able to do that and I think that we're going to see it eventually coming soon for Jerry Judy and I know a lot of Broncos fans are like what's happening Jerry Judy isn't really doing much he's doing more even though he's not getting the ball and it's not showing up in the stat sheet so like I said when the all 22 drops please go watch it I encourage it Broncos fans it's going to make you a smarter football fan and it's going to make you see the game in a different way you've never done it before and really if you're interested in learning more about the game of football you want to learn a little bit more let me know I'll be happy to do a one-on-one film session with you and show you the nuances of the game that's something I'm very open to at Cody Rourke NFL on Twitter Next question comes in from Ryan Hamer. He asked the question, how will the defensive scheme need to change to stop Kansas City, specifically Travis Kelsey? The Patriots have no one of his ability, and Cam Newton isn't Patrick Mahomes. I made this point earlier on in this podcast. You're absolutely right. Cam Newton can't throw on the run the way that Patrick Mahomes can. Patrick Mahomes can maneuver out of pressure. He can throw across his body while on the run, and that's where a lot of those guys find themselves open because when Patrick Mahomes extends plays with his legs, either rolling left, rolling right, dropping back to the, you know, deep. I mean, sometimes he drops back on a 10 step drop he gets 10 yards back behind the line of scrimmage at times he'll step up in the middle and then make throws 
You have to cover for a long period of time. You have to have the coverage guys to be able to do it. And a lot of times, Kansas City takes advantage of teams that play zone defense. A lot of teams like to play cover four. A lot of teams will play cover three. They'll play a cover two man look. And he, uh, Patrick Mahomes is great at finding the soft spots. Travis Kelsey is very good at understanding where the soft spots are when he's going against zone coverage. So I imagine the Broncos can't sit back in too much zone this week. They're going to have to dial up some pressure. They're also going to have to keep contained. They're going to have to really find a way to congest the inside lanes where Mahomes can run and extend play. Uh, you know, initially, I think the Broncos can do a good job of covering, but it's when plays extend beyond the normal threshold of about 4.5 seconds. Can they find a way to get to Patrick Mahomes? Can they still cover? They can't lose guys. They can't lose track of them because that will lead to big plays. So that's a great question there, Ryan. It's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos do it this weekend. Uh, at Jacob, his actual Twitter handle is at Drew Locke, which is very, very odd. He says, will we see KJ Hamler this week? KJ is expected to return to practice. He's expected to give it a try this week could be on a limited basis they're really going to test out that hamstring it's been giving him issues since the NFL combine and if he's not able to go if it just doesn't feel right the team could look at putting him on injured reserve so keep an eye on that if it tests really well and he can do it expect him to maybe play make make his return this week he's going to be questionable uh, on the onset so maybe keep an eye on Hamler this week but there's a chance that you know he could be on IR depending on how his hamstring feels after testing it out at Veter underscore tots says what do you think Fangio and Shermer are going to change from the Patriots game plan to the Chiefs Well, here's the deal. The Broncos, they were scheming for Cam Newton. They were scheming for his ability to run. Patrick Mahomes can run, and he can throw a pretty damn good football. He's a really good passer. He's a really good mobile guy on the run, and they have all these weapons. And they just added in Le'Veon Bell, who will make his debut this week against the Denver Broncos more than likely. They have Clyde Edwards-Elair, who is really good out of the backfield as a receiver, and he's springy if he gets a hole inside the interior, A-gap, B-gap, or C-gap. He has a chance to get to the second level and burst. He's a very dangerous player. It's really hard to really try to game plan because New England was a primary running team Kansas City is a very, very balanced football team. Their strength is in the passing game, but they have the guys that can run it, and it's really hard to match up defensively with a team like Kansas City. So I think for a guy like Vic Fangio, for Ed Donatel, really seeing how they match up with the the weapons, the offense in terms of the receivers, how are they going to play Travis Kelsey, and then how are you going to count to stop the run for Le'Veon Bell as well as Clyde edwards helaire out of the backfield? It's pick your poison. As Broncos head coach Vic Fangio mentioned earlier, it's like Star Wars with the type of offense that they have all together all the way across the board here. But Broncos Country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to continue with our questions here on Twitter Tuesday, interacting with you listeners all across Broncos Country. But before we do that, i got to remind you guys about the two other sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com and Bilko. And with rockauto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. And when something goes wrong with your vehicle, why should you have to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers that have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Amazing service. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And if something goes wrong in your vehicle, they have everything that you could possibly be looking for, whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So if you need something for your vehicle, a part, an accessory, rockauto.com is where you need to go. And the best part of it all is that prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on. Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Bucks? 
so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And our good friends over there at BuiltGo. BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do, and they help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in one-and-a-half-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. You can put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine. BuiltGo is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine for better results. They come in three delicious flavors as well. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. My favorite is the peanut butter honey. I like to put it on my toast in the morning when I have breakfast before I go out the door. How does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen-based protein. And collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. And Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work, like beta-alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks in to keep me going strong. And collagen also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go Broncos country. We're getting to our second half here on Twitter Tuesday on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, your favorite podcast provider. Our next one comes in from Broncos Thailand. They ask two questions, please. How much playtime do you expect Albert Okwebunam to have when Noel Fant returns? And the second one, Melvin Gordon is expected to return this week. Will his carry shares be the same or different from week one after Lindsey Stiller performance? These are great questions. In terms that I think the Broncos, it's going to be hard to ignore what Albert Okwebunam was able to do in his debut against New England. It's going to be really hard to justify keeping a guy like Nick Vanette active when he's not really involved in the offense from the standpoint outside of blocking. Albert Okwebenam, he was getting involved in the blocking game, getting involved in the receiving game, and he was looking good doing it. I expect the Broncos to mix him in a little bit with Noah Fant and some 12 personnel at some point. When will we see it? That's going to be a big question. Could it be against Kansas City? Possibly. Could it be in a couple weeks? It could be as well. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that. It's going to be one of the storylines, actually, we're going to keep an eye on as well. So thank you for your question there. In terms of Melvin Gordon, Vic Fangio had said in his Monday press conference that it's going to be similar to week one. They're both going to be on the field. It's going to be that 1A, 1B approach, and they're going to try to get both of them on the field at the same exact time to do different things. I like the look of what the Broncos can do in a running back situation where they have Lindsey split off as the fullback or Gordon off as the fullback and the guy in the backfield. They can also put a guy out there at receiver in in terms of one-on-one situations against maybe slots, bigger linebackers. I like what the Broncos can do out of that. We didn't see enough of that in week one, obviously, because they only played a half. They were only able to get it a little bit going in that first half, and then Philip Lindsay left in the at halftime, didn't come back, and made his return against the New England Patriots and put on a phenomenal game. So I think having a guy like Melvin Gordon and Lindsay in the backfield at the same time together on the field at the same exact time together it gives the Broncos a variety of options that will match up well with Kansas City, and I think the Broncos could take advantage of that. Diego says, what do you think about 12 personnel formations with Fant and Albert O? More. We need a lot of it. We need to see it very often. I would be so excited if they did that. That's that's how I feel about it. JoJo222 says, why isn't Tyree Cleveland getting more run than Deshaun Hamilton at this point? You know, I think a lot of it is pinpointed due to the fact that Tyree Cleveland is still a rookie. He's playing a big role on special teams. He had to go in as the Broncos emergency punt returner when 
Deontay Spencer went out with a shoulder injury, and his his main job was to come in and catch the punts, catch the kick returns. Uh, I like Tyree Cleveland a lot. I'd love to see him work into the offense more. Obviously, Deshaun Hamilton had that really crucial drop. But one thing that Deshaun Hamilton is doing well that nobody's going to talk about is when the Broncos are running the ball to the perimeter, Deshaun Hamilton is blocking his ass off. He's doing a really good job of it. Right now, I'd say that his game in terms of his route running is good. His ability to create a little bit of separation, as you saw against Stephon Gilmore, is there but he's having a hard time finishing when the ball's in the air. He's having a hard time coming down with catches, but he is blocking his ass off in the receiving department and he's getting open. Those are things that's keeping a guy like Hamilton on the field at this point. So the Broncos haven't given up on Deshaun, but they need him to make some plays and something I think that we're all looking on, especially in the Kansas City Chiefs game, but we're also looking forward to it going forward as the Broncos progress through the season. Cameron Parker asked the question. He says, Tom McMahon will have a tall order this week against Kansas City. What are the things that they can do to win this area of the game? I think it's simple, Cam. They got to tackle. They got to take appropriate lanes on kick coverage. And ideally, I wouldn't, if, if Tyreek Hill's back there or McCole Hardman is back there or Robinson is back there, I would not punt to the middle of the field with them. Some teams make the mistake. I saw Buffalo do it a couple times. They punted to the middle of the field to those guys. I would directional punt it this week towards the sideline and force a close off there. Luckily, the Broncos have only punted three times in the last two games. Can they keep that trend up? That's going to be a big key to me, Cam. My man, Drake Ricard, he asked the question. He says, what was the Raiders' recipe for success? And do the Broncos have the players to imitate that? I think when you look at personnel-wise, the Broncos defensively, I think, have the better personnel in comparison to the Las Vegas Raiders. That's just my take on based on watching Raiders games this year. The Raiders have talented players on defense, but I think Denver is more stout all across the board as a defense. And I think they do have the ability to pressure Patrick Mahomes. It depends on the blitz packages that Vic Fangio sends. I guarantee you, you will not see Vic Fangio dial up a double safety blitz against Kansas City. You simply cannot do that. They won't do that. If A.J. Boye returns, they'll go with a little bit of a dime look in the nickel package as well. You'll see him playing a lot of man coverage. More than likely, we could see him matching up on a guy like Tyreek Hill, or we could even see him match up against Travis Kelsey. I don't think Sammy Watkins will play. He didn't play against Buffalo. There's a chance he doesn't play this week against Denver either, so Broncos have to take advantage of that. They just have to find a way to pressure Mahomes and really eliminate the big play. Cover, 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 and try to get to Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, I mean, it sounds simple, but it's hard as hell because Mahomes is a very damn good player, and it's hard to stop a guy like that. At King Ogan, he asked the question, the Broncos were much more efficient on offense with lockback. That being said, the red zone offense, some of the overall play calling on the offensive side needs some work. What do you think the Broncos can focus on game plan-wise that can be the fix against a very good Kansas City Chiefs defense? I think that Kansas City, they're an aggressive defense. I wouldn't say that they're very good. I would say they have very good players. Chris Jones is always a player you got to watch out for. Tyron Matthew. Uh, I think the Broncos could take advantage of the cornerbacks in this matchup. They could take advantage a little bit of Juan Thornhill as well. He's having a little bit of a struggle transition coming off that ACL surgery. But I think the deep ball will be there for the Broncos. But I do see Kansas City really preparing for the deep ball. If it's third down, you know what? They're going to be playing that cover four look. They may be playing a disguised cover two where the corners are playing outside leverage off the ball for five yards, and they're just going to play deep. The Broncos can't get into the tendency of throwing deep on third down every single time. They need to mix and match it. Um, in terms of that, I think even getting the running backs involved, quick passes, running backs to the flats against the blitz, the Broncos need to utilize that more 
If Melvin Gordon plays this week and Lindsey, guess what? They can do that. Uh, Denver also controlled the time of possession against the New England Patriots, and I think it really played to their favor in terms of keeping them on top to be able to win this game. Larry Reed, my man, he says, do you think that Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon will be available? Fant and Albert O with Gordon and Lindsey is scary. Uh, both, I believe, will return. Vic Fangio said he believes that Melvin Gordon will return this week. I think we're all waiting to see what the NFL decides to do, but I'm guessing that they're going to be looking at the, the court case. They're going to be waiting for the charges to be filed before the NFL hands down a ruling. So until then, Melvin Gordon will likely be eligible to play. I'm really not sure of the timeline of that, but having a combo of those two guys at running back and, and both those guys at tight end, I think it gives him versatility to really stretch the field for the Broncos offensively. A couple more here. My man, Sarah Bettinger, he asked the question, how has Vic Fangio's game planning in the past couple of weeks defensively led to such an outstanding coverage on the back end? You know, Sarah, for me, I think a lot of it, and I can't wait to go back in the All-22, but I think a lot of it is that Vic and the Broncos, they've embraced man coverage more so than I think we've seen from him schematically in the past. Uh, the defensive line, they've made it easier for the linebackers to stunt because they're crossing the face of the center. They're allowing the backers to fill in that A-gap. Uh, and also, too, I think Vic Fangio Ed Donatel, they trust guys like Michael Ojemudia, Kareem Jackson, Devontae Bosby, Justin Simmons, and also even A.J. Boye returns to play some man coverage. And I think when Boye does return, it'll be even more advantageous for the Broncos. I think personnel-wise, Denver's in a very good place. And our final question of the day comes in from Jason Bishop Zero. He says, who would you say has been the best player through five weeks? I think Shelby Harris. I would say Shelby Harris easily gets the nod for the defensive side of the ball. And look, I can't even, I, I want to even make the argument too about Kareem Jackson. Shelby Harris and Kareem Jackson have been stellar. You can even make an honorable mention about Michael Ojemudia. The Broncos defense, they've had players step up. It's been nice to see offensively. I'd have to go with Tim Patrick, the way that he's been involved in this Broncos offense. He's been the most consistent player so far through five weeks of the season for the Denver Broncos. He gets my offensive award as well. But Broncos country, that'll do it for today's episode. Lockdown Broncos Twitter Tuesday. A lot of great questions as always. And Broncos country, always keep them coming in on Tuesday. We will answer your questions all the time here. Lockdown Broncos. Just tag me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. If you want to learn more about the game of football, you want to learn how to watch film, I'm always open to teaching fans to do that. My goal is to always make football fans smarter because we live in a world of hot takes and overreaction. Well, I want you guys to be able to look at what happens on the field and be able to diagnose whose responsibility is what, what happened, what went wrong, and be able to make a conclusion from that that's my goal as an analyst and as somebody who's worked in the football world for many years from a football administration standpoint a player perspective a coach's perspective and somebody who loves the game and studies it consistently all throughout the day i want to be able to help football fans become a lot smarter so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the game reach out to me on twitter at career work nfl my dms are always open send me a message i look forward to interact with you but broncos country we'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show the broncos will return back to practice tomorrow at the ucl training center in Eaglewood, Colorado, but now they're going to prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a tough matchup with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and company coming to town this Sunday in Powerfield at Mile High. Stay with us all week long for exclusive coverage on the Denver Broncos here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.